Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joy Ann Reed. Put your phone down. I can make you put your phone down. <laughs> what are you looking up right now? I'm trying to find out if this DC is if this DC is contagious. DC actually is contagious. That's war, that's real. If this bravery is contagious, uh, pr- protest against Brett Kavanaugh is actually happening and when it's happening. Because if it's apparently Erica Badu, Maggie Gyllenhaal, a lot of people Maxwell, are to be there. Maxwell. If it's really happening, I want to know because we want to try to book them. I know. You that know? would be great for AM Joy. I need an AM Joy booking intervention. I would love that. Well, see, yeah. I'm glad that you have a team that can jump into act to action. They you can have just a spring. Booker. Oh, no. I send them into action. They're like little, they're like little elves. <laughs> I'm Santa and I'm Mrs. Claus. And they're the elves. And they're amazing elves. They, <laughs> they go Mrs. to it. Claus. I'm like, elves. I love it. Produce Erica Badu. And they go... <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Oh, and they're fabulous. That. No, they don't do that. They don't go, yes, ma'am. They just go, really? You really want us to produce Erica Badu? Are you fucking kidding? And then they, but then they magically do it. But then they do it. You have a great team. I love my team. I have to say my AM Joy team is awesome. We get along so well because they, we have all just the right amount of silliness. Right. That we are totally compatible. It's about 14 people that all are from all walks of life, from all over the world, really, all over the country. We uh-huh. have different ethnic minorities, just a whole bevel of fabulous people. <laughs> I love my team. They're awesome. Well, clink. and clink, clink. Um, and you uh, are a great person to work with as kind of like the leader of the team. You know, the show kind of revolves around you. Yeah. Well, except that my personality is so I'm so wacky and all over the place that they get more done when I'm not there. I feel like when I'm around. <laughs> or you do go around visiting people. Hey, guys. Hey, you busy? What are you doing? You want to play? You want to talk? You want to talk about fun things? Bad things? I have stress. You want to talk about it? <laughs> oh, you want me to leave? Oh, am I bothered? Oh, you're trying to write? Oh, that's usually how it goes. I know. Speaking of stress. Yeah. But I also have people on the team who are willing to like do a dance, for instance. If we want to just really? dance around and sing. I need behind the scenes of AM Joy. You have to do behind the scenes. We, we had one. Um, I'm coming to do that. Come and hang out. I'm we doing had, that story. We had a team member named Lorena Ruiz. And Lorena was our, our line producer. Hardball stole her. Hey, Lorena. Very upset about Chris Matthews stealing my people. But it's okay. Because Don Lemon also stole one of my people. But it's all good. Love you, Don. That's because you have good people. Yeah, Man, this great is flat. People. It's a little flat. I put it's because it's warm, right? It's too warm. The Prosecco. The Prosecco. So my my former line producer, Lorraine Ruiz, and I, we would literally just make up songs. So we would have an inspiration, and we would just create a song around the inspiration. So like Jacob Soberoff, who is one of our great um, reporters at MSNBC, he was for a while the delegate hunter during the during the, the election. Mm-hmm. He was hunting for delegates. So we made up a song, Jacob Sober Roth, he's hunting for delegates, hunting for delegates, where can they be? Mm. Jacob Sober Roth, the delegate hunter. And whenever we see him, <laughs> we sing that to him. He loves it. I, you know he what, says he does it. What a dream come true for me would be for you to audition for Saturday Night Live. I mean. Because the talent. You are so funny. You, you're and, a dog. No. Although, I can't even walk into a Magic Johnson theater. And now I live. I mean, like, no, I can't even walk. Don't even get me started on all the accents that you do. <laughs> no, you are hella funny. You would be great on SNL. I would love it. It would be fun. I could do. I would love to do What's Up With That, but a, sec- a girl version of What's Up With That. Uh-huh. Ooh, <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? What's up with that? I say, what's up? What's up? What's up? With that. That's my favorite. He was on it. our show on New York Live a couple of weeks ago. Oh. A few weeks ago. All right before Kenan. the Kenan. Yes, Thompson. Kenan Thompson. Used to be Kenan and Kale. Love my him. My kids watch He's it. been on there more than any other cast member. 
He set a record. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many years it's been, maybe 14, 15. And he's smart to stay. There was an article we read recently. I think we both read it recently mm-hmm. where it, the, the question was, well, why doesn't he just move on? He's right. Keep that job, brother. Keep, keep that it. check. Keep that check coming in. Why? Get multiple checks. Go out and do other things, but keep an anchor job. And he's one of the most consistently funny members of that cast because literally, for some reason, everything he says is funny. I don't know what I'm it is about him. Too. He opens his mouth. He makes a face and, and I laugh. laugh. I did laugh. you ever see the one that they did the spoof on the um, the Amazon Echo? <laughs> no. Called Allegra. Oh, yeah. With the all for all. It's the... It's the um, it's the Amazons for seniors. Right. I don't know what they called it. I don't know if it was called Allegra, but it would answer to any name starting with an A that sounded like Alexa. Alessandra. <laughs> He's just something about Keenan is so funny. It's He's his so faces. funny. He everything he says to me is hilarious. And I used to watch What's Up with That and fall out hysterically literally every time. And I just seen because it every time. he's singing What's Up with That. And just it's the fake gonna keep on moving, <laughs> grooving. And Alex and, and Alexis, who's my amazing social media producer, who you know I as well. Alexis. Alexis went with me when we did the Trayvon Martin coverage. We were down there for like months Mm -hmm. and um living in right by the railroad tracks in a marriott uh courtyard marriott well we didn't know because all the other reporters were living like a much nicer place in the next town over but we were we were really in the game and we used to because it was so depressing it was a difficult story we would amuse ourselves by doing what's up with that that was our thing and that's how we would try to keep ourselves cheered up and just i don't know why it's funny i actually i can't explain why it's so funny one of my favorite things well, I have two things. I love when the dancers come out. And Lindsey Buckingham is and doing Lindsay the running Buckingham. Hand. And he's doing like the robot? No, no. Lindsey Buckingham is the one. And he's like a real person. He's like a, uh, an act, the actual Lindsey Buckingham. Is, he's from um, uh, what Tusk. What's the name of the group? Fleetwood Mac. Yes, Fleetwood so he's Mac. he's Fleetwood Mac, which I actually love. Yeah, right? And so I love that they do that. Well, I, I, I love it so much. I've afraid of changing because I built my life around you that's them yeah yeah so they're amazing and he's but Lindsay buckingham for whatever reason is in this and Children he starts getting up get older and i'm getting older too i love that song one of my favorite songs uh-uh i love when the dixie chicks remade it oh my god that, what my favorite dixie chicks that was song a game is that remake yeah i love game it changer. it's the only dixie chicks song that i have I on my um <laughs> I think they have other songs. They do. No, they're great. But I don't know them. That but one, I love the Dixie I just Dixie. love that song so much. Me too. And it was beautiful. What's your done. name from Fleetwood Mac? Fleetwood the, Mac. The singer, the lead singer. The lead singer for, oh my God, we, we sound crazy that we I don't know, know the name of her. Because she's amazing. And when I was a kid. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. People used to say she was a witch. That's so crazy. When I was a kid, people used to try to scare us about Stevie Nicks and say she was a witch. That's crazy talk. I love her because she, like me, has never been married and never had kids. Yeah. yeah. And she's fabulous. She has this long, beautiful hair. Awesome. And she's fabulous. And I love I love her voice. It's sort of like like this. And I just love her. Okay, so now this... this Did uh, you Have you fixed your Prosecco situation? Let me tell you, I had to Because you keep out. on... You're doing like a concoction. I'm doing a whole thing. It's a lot going on here. We're stressed out today, kids. We are stressed. Okay, we let's are talk stressed. about... Let, do your wind down. What's going on, cuz? What's going on in your life? Besides witches, the popcorn you brought me, thank you for the sustenance. Did you eat it? I did. I ate it all. Oh, oh, oh pop, I can inhale that some popcorn. That makes me happy. Honey. I got to make you some of my popcorn. Make some of your vegan popcorn. Which people love. I'm telling you, people love my popcorn. They love it. Um, I got so much going on. Um, 
I'm crunching my eyes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I know today is a crazy day. We've had you know, a stressful day. Should we talk about our stress now? Or let's later? talk about our stress now. Let's talk about it now. We're obviously stressed. We are both. We're not going to say we don't want to play in specifics. We don't no. want to give details. No. But both of us are dealing with multiple issues in our life that have us completely stressed out. In fact, in fact, after this podcast. We're going to have go and have more cocktails privately. And we drink during the podcast. And we drink during the podcast. Right? We just finished an entire bottle of a delicious Fascino Prosecco. It gone. Yes, from Pompette. We, we love you, Pompette, the wine minutes. shop in Harlem. I we know. You, Pompette. But you know what? This, this, we've already drained a bottle. I know. Let me put the second bottle Because we're stressed. In because we're very stressed. When I tell you... I'm surprised my eye is not twitching. I'm so stressed out. I'm back into the insomnia lane. Say, oh my God, you're with me in insomnia land. Not sleeping, and then I'm having like physical anxiety. Same. Yeah, same. Which doesn't work well when you're on on air and having so many things. Correct. But here's my secret before I talk about like give more details about the stress. Here's what I do. When the anxiety, when it physically comes on, I made this decision. I don't know why, but it works for me to greet it. To say, what are you doing here? Okay, let. Okay. Oh. What are we doing? That's what are we a good doing? Idea. And then I do like about ten jumping jacks. That's interesting. That's but a good I, idea. But I instead of f- giving in to the anxiety, I feel like I'm just welcoming it and just saying I'm not going to be intimidated or right. overrun by you because I'm telling you, I wake up in the middle of the night with these anxiety attacks. Same. It is so overwhelming, and I'm just like, so it just dawned on me to say, okay. Okay, what are you doing here? Right. What are we? Why are we here? What let are me, we doing? And it sounds like, it sounds crazy. No, but it works. It does, but it works. And no, whatever works. But okay, you got to so, do something. Let me ask you this question, cousin, because I know everyone I know is actually stressed out, and it's partly the times, right? We're going to talk a little bit later about the Brett Kavanaugh situation. Everyone I know is completely stressed out about the Supreme Court, which is something people don't normally think about. Right. But just the idea that we live in a time when women are so devalued, when women's word is devalued, yeah. and when a man's reputation, despite what he may have done, is more important to even some women it's than true. a woman's literal shattering anxiety and pain. They, no one cares. Like, when you find out how many people don't care about how women can be hurt in terms of sexual assault, it's it's depressing. So uh, there's that. There's the work stress, because both our jobs are a lot. A lot. And then on top of that is just life stress. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you just said how you deal with it. Is, is your stress more balanced toward the world, or is it more balanced toward like your own life stress? Well, what's funny is mine is my life. You know, it's professional, it's personal. Right now it's more personal than it is professional, but it's a it's a dangerous cocktail. It's a dangerous mix of multi-leveled stress, right? So then you're dealing with, I'm walking around dealing with that, but then in order to, I, I like watching the news and keeping up with what's going on, but watching the news, particularly 24 hour news channels, you're inundated with the same kind of stressful stories. If it's not our crazy president, then it's this Kavanaugh stuff and it's the sexual assault. Um, it's all of that, you know, the Me Too stuff, which I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And so it's all that stuff going. I have to, I have to disconnect. I have to watch something like Frasier is a show that I watch. I've watched every episode of Frasier on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've watched it before there was Hulu. I always right. watch reruns of Frasier because it just, I don't know, it just centers me. Yeah. I don't know why no, this white family centers me. But it does. And I will go through on Hulu every season of yep. every episode 
and then and then I'll start over again from season one. When I go to sleep at night, Frasier is on. That's why and I watch zombies. Through, For some yeah. reason, the Walking Dead zombie yeah. shows, action shows, like those things caught me down because yeah. if I just watch the news and, and I've been listening to it mostly on Sirius XM because I've been running around crazy right. and not even able to watch it, but that is in your brain all night. And what people don't realize is when we do these jobs, we're dealing with these stressful stories. They, they go home with us. Yeah. And so you have the story in your head, you have the personal stress and I have, I'm with you. We have all the stress at the same time. Yeah. Proving we truly are cousins. We, I know, we're we... both stressed out. But what I'll do is there's certain people in my life who are calming. You are very calming. Mm -hmm. I'll call you and you're, I, I didn't realize you were going through so much too. I'll call my my sister, my sister is really good at calming my stress levels. Um, but it's like you have to have some kind of outlet. And for me, it is TV because I'm a yeah. TV kid. I'm a, yeah. I'm a Gen X. So I'm, I'm the same way. I'll try to find some kind of show that's completely detached from the news. That's not about Trump. That's not about the news cycle. And just watch that. And zombies are the most detached from the real world. Oh, I love Unless it, it really happens. Which it could. But then you'll be ready because you watch... The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. I think I'll be ready. I got yeah. you. We'll talk more. But about yeah, that but later. yeah, no. So right. So I'll watch Fear the Walking Dead or Walking Dead just to cheer, just to calm down. But here's the here's the thing that I would like to see. I would like to see more people, particularly Black women, talk acknowledge and talk about stress. Yeah. Because what we do is we celebrate each other and accomplishments, and that's all and that it's strength. about. And our strength. Black girls rock. You know, black girls, yep. this, this, it's all about celebrate this. And you all, you know, I have to go to this event in Chicago on Saturday that my sorority, um, I'm honored to be a part of it. Yeah. It's like me, Susan Taylor, Nikki Giovanni, awesome. all these amazing women in kind of entertainment arts. Mm -hmm. And they're doing one-on-one -on -one interviews with each, each of us in different parts of the country. Right. I'm in Chicago on Saturday and they're going to sit down and talk about the accomplishments of my life and mm -hmm. I'm just saying to myself I'm so stressed if I don't break out in tears in the middle of this one-on-one -on -one yeah. interview because it's like on one hand I'm glad to be celebrated for my accomplishments yeah but on the on the other hand it's like I I'm going I'm at such a it's almost disingenuous not to talk about yeah how stressed out I am yeah. and how challenging that is yeah to get to where you want and to stay there and yeah. then deal with the stress on a right. We don't talk about it We don't enough. talk about it. And I think for, as black women, we're expected to carry everybody else. Yes. That we have to do it all, be it all, and be strong through it. And it's like you don't really almost have like emotional permission yeah. to be weak or to be like, I can't do this. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Because you're sort of carrying everybody else or you're carrying their load, right? So you're supposed to be the strong one that's bucking everyone else up, cheering everyone else up making everybody feel better and you don't feel well. Yeah. So it's tough. It's very difficult. And I, I mean, we need to get Ayala. We might need Ayala to fix our life. Girl, she, we get Ayala? she need to come here, come here for a month. She might call us a gutter snipe. <laughs> She'll be calling people gutter snipe. Don't call me the gutter snipe though. Um, if you come here, Ayala, we want you to come and I help know. us, but don't call us gutter snipes. We're not gutter snipes. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're just everyday women. But she might yell at We're us. We're real people. And if you yell at us, we'll, well, we'll be drinking, so she we'll probably will, yeah. take She's it She's going to yell at me because a she lot of my problems, at. I'm just <laughs> Self-inflicted? Like, yeah. She's going to yell at us. But you know what? I think I would take that right now. I think we need, we have a third chair sitting here. You can't see it? Dude, slide it I think we need to slide that chair out for Ayanla. Okay, yeah. we're going to work on that. Somebody get her here. Get Ayanla to, to fix our life. She needs to fix our life. That's going to be what we're going to do. We need read this, read that therapy. Read this, read that therapy. Yeah. It's on. We need to read this, Book read it. that therapy episode. Book them, Dano. With Ayanla. With Ayanla Van Zandt and just let her fix our life. If we can't get her, we need to get somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody got in here. We Maybe might have to get your pastor. <gasps> Let me tell you. He's good. I told I've our bookers him to I've get him. Yes, he is the best. Yes. 
He really, really is good. And since I work on, on, on weekends, I work on Sundays, I have to bring my pastors in. Oh. So whenever I'm, re- if you ever notice a pastor on my show, you know I'm stressed. Because what <laughs> I'll do is I'll bring a pastor in. Reverend Sharpton, who's both of our mutual friends, right. I always said to him, he always promised to bring a tambourine if I needed it. Oh. He was like, if you need it, I'll come in with a tambourine. And now, now you know it's serious when a pastor says he'll bring you a tambourine. That is very serious. So that's what I do. I bring my pastors in. I book them because I, I, don't, I work on Sundays. And Sorry, birthday Jesus. Shout, birthday shout out to Reverend Sharpton. Birthday, birthday this yes. week. Yes, I called him during his show to wish him a happy birthday. Reverend Sharpton is, um, he's very young seeming, but he is in his 60s. So he is, he's, he is a seasoned and. Uh, yes, he is, but still can do sure. those moves that James Brown dance taught him. Me. Yes, he can really dance. I love it. So we should talk about. So we, we should, should do, do a dance our, lesson with Sharpton, teach us how to dance. That would be Because we need work. I don't know about you, but I do. I Listen, I, I do. Work. I need work. I need new moves. I need new moves. And Rev has all the Because I'm like trying to. But see, Rev had it. What the kids do? He trained with James Brown. That. That's not fair. No, he can dance. He can dance. He can really dance. He can. Dance. He has I, moves. I think, as far as public people, he and Roland Martin probably can dance the best. Mm. No comment. No. <laughs> Don't get me started on no Roland shame. Martin. We Roland love you, Martin. Roland. I just I, we love you, Roland. You know, he just takes over. He does. Whenever he is in a room, it's all about. It's him. too much. Should we bring him with Ayana? It's way too. No, we don't want to fix his life. No, because he'll be yelling at Ayana, <laughs> and then he'll yell at us. He likes to she, yell. Oh, got a snipe. Child. And then he'll mm. yell at her. Boop. It won't even be our show anymore. We'll be sitting here <laughs> drinking wine. We'll get up and walk <laughs> out. They'll be <laughs> still be here, Lord. yelling at each other. All right. Oh my God. Let's okay. talk about but what's stressed. going on in the news. Let's do. Well, no, no, no. We got to do our wind down, wind down. Because I want to talk to you about the global citizen. Yes. Because what the hell? When people thought that shots were being fired, it was pretty scary. So we were on the platform. So there are two stages for global citizen. There was the main stage mm. where we did the open. If you guys watch the global citizen broadcast on MSNBC we started on this major it was me Chris Hayes and Ari Melbar we started out on a main stage and then they moved us to a platform and the platform was like a little bit to the side mm-hmm. and it happened to be right next to where the people started running so we're on the platform I'm there with next to Chris Hayes and we just saw people run we didn't hear anything we never heard any bang or whatever people heard. We just saw people running so Chris is big so I jump behind Chris and Chris was I'm like I, I, it was a big man next to me. I'm going to stand near the big man. He's yelling, everybody stop running. I mean, I have to give it to Chris Hayes. Let me actually shout out to Chris Hayes right now. He was so calm under pressure. He was so cool and collected. He literally jumped up and immediately started directing people, don't run. Because what I was afraid of just watching it happen was that people were going to run over kids. Yeah. There were people there with children, right. there were older people. I was afraid people were going to get run over. When 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 an event, when a, when a tragedy happens, more people die in the run yes. than in the event. It's so true. You get trampled, you can get smothered. And we knew because we had gone through the security, they were running into a barrier. You're not getting out. You're not running to an exit. You're running into basically a fence. Did you hear? Did it sound like gunfire? No, we didn't hear it. Oh, All we did was it. we suddenly saw everybody's running. Oh, God. And you know, people run, everybody runs. And I get it. Some of my team members Did you there. run? We were on the platform. We couldn't do anything. We were watching it run by us. Oh, God. It was literally like people were running right below us, right next to us. So we were on the platform. We had to stay on the platform and keep broadcasting. And you think about just a year ago, that whole Las Vegas situation That's happened. That's everybody thought. And I would have been like, oh, my, I would have freaked out. And I had staff members. One of my current team members was in the crowd running. And one of my former team members, Tracy, was in the crowd also running. So I found out their stories after they were terrified. And you think about your heart is racing. You're thinking... 
they're shooting. Yeah. And the sad thing about living in America in 2018 is you hear a sound, you think guns, and you run. Yes. You have no choice. Oh, my god. It happened to my daughter and I were at the Eastern Parkway Parade. People started running. We ran. Mm. And we pulled off to the side because I always try to jump out of the crowd. Right. We pulled into a driveway and let the crowd run by us. But... The running is what kills people. Yeah. It's the panic. Because you get trampled, you hurt yourself, you, you can fall, fall and get so trampled. Many and things. people aren't thinking about it. They run right over you. But you panic, so your your adrenaline, your body takes over. You're not even thinking. You're not even thinking. You're you just have to in run. survival mode. You're in survival mode. We had one of our team members who got separated from her sister, mm. had to find her again. I mean, it's terrifying. And I hate the, the fact that something's so positive. First of all, a global citizen, it's one of the most unabashedly positive things I've ever been a part of. Yeah. I got to be a part of a UN... Um, panel the day before at UNICEF House that was Global Citizen sponsored. They raised billions, not millions, but billions with a B Mm. to try to eradicate global poverty, to try to help refugees who are moving from country to country get educated, educating girls who would otherwise be forced into early marriage. This is a unabashedly good thing. Global Citizen is one of the things I'm most proud of that we do at MSNBC. And so Mm. it's sad to have it marred. Really a fence just fell down. People heard a bang and they ran. Oh, they gosh. thought gun because they heard a bang. Mm. It's sad. That is sad. But on a on a on the good on the flip side of that, the good thing from that night, who was the person that you met that you was the most memorable moment? Well, I didn't get a chance to meet Janet Jackson. I, saw I was some hoping. Pictures, yeah, I was trying to meet Janet Jackson. I had a plan. We talked to her former publicist, Ken Sunshine. Shout out to Ken. And it just couldn't happen because we were mm. we had to stay on stage, so we yeah. couldn't really run backstage. But I got to see Cynthia Erivo, who's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. Every time I meet up with her, I just love her. She's lovely, down to earth, and very sweet. She's of course from Color Purple. So talented. Most beautiful voice. She actually calmed the crowd. It was Chris Martin from Coldplay and Cynthia. Ariva who calmed the crowd down mm. and she sang Bridge Over Troubled Water in her beautiful voice oh, and to calmed calm everyone the crowd. down. Oh. Yes, she's amazing. And she's a tiny little thing. Is she? She's shorter than you. Really? Not that you're short. I'm not short. But she's short and she's tiny but she has this incredibly powerful voice. I love her. I love her. I so it was great to see her. Um, I did see um, uh, Cardi B, right? Car- well, we saw Cardi B. We didn't get to talk to her i went by her do you see my, my instagram yeah we tried to go get a, a, a photo with cardi b but her people were like not having it they were mm. like mean they were not trying to really have it. they were like no oh she needs to get a new team yeah her team was not not the nicest but i get it though there yeah. had been a scare they're trying to get her out yeah and but she, a she looked at her. us like i do it but she yeah. gave me that look and you i need that person and i life. love cardi b i do too yeah i love her story. john legend was amazing oh. so amazing yeah that speech amazing how amazing is he yeah, no, he's he great. just evolved into such an incredible person. And I'm Jeff so Flake made a surprise appearance with Chris Coons, the two senators who temporarily held up the Kavanaugh nom- nomination asking for an FBI investigation. They were there. Hmm. He got booed a little bit in the crowd, though, well, when Jeff Flake, the Republican, I mean, came come out. on. Let's get two weeks at least. Let's get a month-long investigation. You know what I'm saying? A week, really? Can we do more than four Very days? limited investigation. We're not going to get into that right now. We'll, we'll that Let's you wind down that. How you doing, cuz? What, what you Girl, up to? Girl, let me tell you. I think I had my spirit cleansed. How'd you do that? I'm not sure. You tell me. So, I, you know, I was in Atlanta this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I went to go see Lady Antebellum, my mm-hmm. favorite country western group. They were amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was there Wednesday night through Sunday in Atlanta hanging out because that's my hometown. Yeah. And my sister has these two storages that she just, you know, refused to even acknowledge for a number of years. And I was like, this is wasted money. So we set a date. 
to clean out these storages. And I said, listen, I'm going to come for Lady Antebellum because we went together. And then yep. I said, we're going to do it. We're cleaning I love your them sister, both out. Oh, She's I awesome. Love, she is the best. So that's what we did. Friday, we cleaned out one. Okay. Saturday, we did the she other had one. two? Two. <clears throat> and when bad. I say refrigerator, washer, dryer. I like have them too. Listen. It's bad. Listen. listen you got to let them go. Let's be honest, people. Everybody got that stuff out let there. Let it go. I cleaned mine out about three years ago, and it was an amazing accomplishment. Don't let me storage about, wars come and take it for you. It took me about three months to do it. Mm -hmm. I had to do it in stages because yes. it was really just too me much in yeah. there, mm -hmm. in that place. But- so the second one was a lot. Mm -hmm. Refrigerators, washer, dryer. One refrigerator. I shouldn't say plural, but washer, dryer, Why furniture. Why keep a refrigerator? Listen. What you have to do with it? It was a quick move. It? Yeah. Okay. It was a quick move. Things okay. happen. Mm -hmm. So so we had to get, uh, it was a big storage. Yep. I mean, like about the size of this room. Like packed. Right? Wow. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff. And so the we, two of you did alone? No, 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 no. It was the two of us overseeing. My mom was there because Gail okay. has to be involved in everything. Mm -hmm. But then my mom's kind of handyman around her house she got him and two other guys and they were like we got this nothing like a black man on a mission right yes. a black man that needs a dollar or two yes girl they got it done done but so i had a, i was driving my sister was driving the truck and then my mother was driving her car so each of us had a man in the car like in the in the truck or whatever so we were, we were getting it done okay so the guy that was riding with me mm -hmm. you know just like handyman that you know need a little extra money yeah he was riding with me he had a lot of conversation. I like your energy, he said to me. Okay. Oh, okay, thank you. And I can tell. You got great energy. I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. We're getting ready for some bullshit here. Mm -hmm. So he's like, mm-hmm. So we went on. So I, when people are talkative and really trying to get to know me, I turn it and start to ask them questions. Right. So he was telling me, I, you know, I asked him, well, how do you know about my energy? He said, well, you know, my grandmother was Cherokee, and so I'm a healer. Oh, okay. okay yeah, I heal people. And I can sense people's energy, he was telling me. Okay. Like, I can tell your energy is this and that. Mm -hmm. He wasn't quite accurate on that, but okay. whatever. Okay. I mean, he was saying he, he reads people's energy. He said, I could tell you have a lot of energy from other people stored in you. And he said, when you touch other people, you take on their energy. He said, probably living in New York City, you have a lot of energy stored up in you that you don't need. Like okay. dead energy. Okay. Other people's energy, negative energy. So I'm right. like, okay. And the whole time I'm like, this is such bullshit. But yeah. I'm like, okay. Are you listening? Because you're in the car. You can't get I'm out. in the car. Listen. And he's helping do? me out. And he's helping right? you. So I'm like, okay. I'm True. listening, asking him questions. Okay. How do you know this? How do you, how do you read people? So I said, well, how do you, um, he said, because I can read people and I can cleanse. He said, you need a spiritual cleanse before you go back to New York. You okay. need, I don't know if I'm going to do it or you need to have somebody else do it, but you need to do it. And I was like, what does that involve? He said, well, first of all, you know, I can do a reading on you. And I, he said, I can sense your energy. How do you do that? He said, put out your middle finger. So I'm driving. I put out my middle finger. Okay. He touches my middle finger with his middle finger. Then he takes his middle finger and puts it in his mouth. Stop. 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 Okay. Podcast pause. Wait. For, for a special announcement. <laughs> for my Yon LeVan's Beloved. <laughs> What the actual <laughs> hell are you doing, beloved? Uh, wait, so I didn't know he was going to do this. I've never had my spirit cleanse or had a reading before. So I'm like, okay, he just put it in his mouth. He said the saliva is a very powerful thing. 
He said, now. Why do you always come up with these? Okay, wait, 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 listen. Jackie Reed. Wait, listen. He said, for the next 90 days, I'm going to know everything about you. I'm going to know when you get a stomachache. I'm going to know when you get a headache. He said, your spirit is now inside me. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. I Hello, promise. Jesus. I promise. Hi, I need an intervention, please. For yeah, yes, yeah. her name is Jackie Reed. R E I D. Yes, Matt. Yes, sir. Yes, Jesus. Ayala wasn't available. We just go need you, Jesus. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, this is crazy. We are driving down the street. In the middle of a move <laughs> in Atlanta, and this man put my spirit in his love. <laughs> fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Jesus. Get Jesus Ayala Buddha. I don't know. And listen, and Sonny Bono on the phone. Listen. I need Sonny Bono. Sonny, are you listening from the hereafter? Please help us, Sonny Bono. Just the way I planned it. And Dion Warwick. Dion, please help us, Dion. Dion, please help us. I, <laughs> help this sister. Brandon is falling out. Our producer, he. He's the poor man on the end who's just trying to record it. He's buying his old business. He got headphones on. He's like, why did I come to the Moxie Hotel today? Of all the days, I could have been home with my family. I'm here with these crazy people talking about somebody's spirit and their saliva. The poor man on the end did nothing to nobody. He's hurt no one. He's done nothing wrong. He's lived a life of integrity. He has attempted to do the right things. And he is trapped trapped in, in our podcast, podcast with two crazy women well i'm not crazy anymore no because my spirit was <laughs> girl listen and when i tell you because i was inside this tiny car with him i had to be like oh okay <laughs> what was i gonna say <laughs> Motherfucker, get my what? Give me my spirit Could back. You not have said, pull don't over. Put, pull don't put, the fuck don't put over. my spirit in your mouth. Spit that out. Spit that out. Spit me out. Spit it out. Spit me out. Spit that out. Okay. I think the theme of the podcast is that I have a normal wind down. That's just about normal things a normal person goes through. Jackie Reed, on the other hand. I promise you. I was just like, what is happening this right is now? This is insane. Okay, so where did he take your spirit? Do you know where he's he gone? Where is he now? About the saliva. He's where is he now? What if he spits your saliva into the toilet and I flushes don't it? Know. Will your soul go into the toilet? I don't I think he's swallowed 
it. So it's like I'm. He said he would know for the next ninety days. But then what happened? Does, does if he, I had a stomach ache or if I had a headache. But how does he get it out? Does he poop it if out? If I was happy or sad. Okay. I don't, Plan. Okay. We need to send an Impossible <laughs> Burger to this man. You're gonna stop talking about the Impossible, the impossible burger. Burgers we can get, so that he can poop it out. Give you back your spirit. <laughs> Poop it out because Wait, he can't keep it. Stick out your middle finger. No, <laughs> hell no, <laughs> no, no. I don't no. know where he is. So. That's in, you don't even know where he is. He He's, could be taking your spirit or anywhere he wants it to go. He is a vegan, that I know. <laughs> He's trying to get me to go to this farmer's market. No, don't go with him. No He's like, you need to get herbs here because they're cheaper here than they are in New York. Who is this crazy I don't even man? Know his name. I don't know. Don't call him crazy because I don't mess with people. No, you're right because he has your spirit in his gut. So we gonna say, can we get him some cultured yogurt so he could maybe just like I pass it? I don't know. I don't know how that works this is terrifying i'm if, terrified i wonder if he knows that i'm talking about this right now he probably does because he feels it in his gut i hope he likes his prosecco i do too <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have some more <laughs> so i don't know like i said if i had a reading or if my spirit was cleansed or i don't know but what do you happened. feel better no no well I'm it didn't just, work i'm even more stressed now okay i'm back in new york that's terrifying yeah, i had some relief when i was in atlanta maybe when he like passes gas or something it'll come out but he said 90 days so he you have 90 days 90 how many more days, days do you have left so it's been a week jesus take the wheel i know it's wow. only been seven days that's frightening i know okay ayanla we have a really tall a, order i know we have a she lot to, to do go a two over parter. we might need a two-parter <laughs> we may need it for two podcasts a double episode <laughs> lord jesus so we have to talk about Kanye West. We have to talk about Kanye West um, because his performance this weekend on SNL, people love his music, hate his music. A lot of people don't love what he's doing musically right now, whatever. But it was after the show. Even was, because he's saying whoop did he poop did he scoop, scoop did he whoop, and he's not, and that's not creative. Stop it. Scoop did he poop. It was his poop, poop, poop. talk at the end of the show, or really, I think it was off, it, they were off air. It was the end, it was like the, the normal part of Saturday Night Live, you watch SNL, at the end they had this lovely moment where but the host says, good night everybody, so and they, they went to commercial break? They hadn't gone to commercial yet, but he it was started. the part where the host was supposed, and they had a different host on the guy who played the young Darth Vader mm. on Star Wars. He was supposed to say, good night everybody, and he did, and then Kanye was gonna do a performance and play them out. But instead, he goes into a whole rant about how much he loves Trump. He puts on his Superman cape, which is his MAGA hat, and goes on and on and on about his Trump love again. Yeah. And at this point, I think a lot of people are fed up with Kanye. <clears throat> I think that they are, but I think that people have to make room for the fact that Kanye is struggling with mental health issues. And I don't think that it's fair to just judge him <clears throat> And his actions without taking that into account. But do you have to be crazy to be a black man who supports Trump? Because he could be. Uh, you just be... answered your own question. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
but he could both be bipolar <clears throat> and a Trump supporter. And that's what I think but is here, true. I think he's bipolar and he supports Trump. Here's the thing about being bipolar. It, there's this woman who has a blog um, who's bipolar. And she wrote a piece specifically about Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, and not really in defense of him, but just really explaining how if you don't take your medication, which Kanye has openly talked about. Because it ruins his like, creativity. It ruins, he thinks, his creativity. And he doesn't like the way it makes him feel. And that's valid because I know people who take those kinds of meds and it makes you feel like you're lethargic and in a coma. So when you don't take your meds, you know, your behavior can be a little erratic and right. a little irrational and a little all over the but place. But wouldn't it in just enhance whatever the extremes of your actual personality are? I think he genuinely loves Donald Trump. Maybe I, I think mean, he's a right-wing Trumpist. I, I think, based on what I've read, that Kanye just likes the freedom to for people in general to have the freedom to think whatever they want to think mm-hmm. and not be criticized for that. So I think... That he takes that to the extreme, possibly with Donald Trump. But the thing that we have to take into the thing that we take into account is the fact that he's not mentally well. He has admitted that he's not taking his meds. I'm very happy with the fact that he and Charlemagne are doing in New York City a one-on-one talk about mental health because I believe because um, Charlemagne wrote a book about anxiety, mm-hmm. right? And I believe he suffers with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <clears throat> They're going to have a conversation and there's a journalist that's kind of moderating the conversation between the, you know, between Mm -hmm. the two of them. And they're going to talk about mental health. And I'm really happy that they're doing that because what Charlemagne is trying to do, why he wants to do this thing, because they had a conversation earlier in the year about mental health. He's trying to just help people who are fans of Kanye to understand his journey with mental health. And I just don't understand. See, but this is the problem. A lot of black people... But people in general really don't understand how mental illness works. You know what I mean? And how debilitating it it can be, but also how life altering it can be and mood altering it can be. That choices that you But it doesn't make make you love Donald Trump. That could that's just that's I believe just an extension of or he's just a narcissist like Trump. He loves the attention like Trump. And he sees himself in Trump. What I was reading from a mental health professional who does not treat Kanye but treats bipolar mm-hmm. patients and really took a look at his behavior said that his ego actually is very fragile and what, so is Trump's and what he's they both doing, have self-hate that they translate into narcissism but I don't because they have a black hole inside and they can't fill and that they can never fill with enough love and adulation because they can never get the amount of love and adulation they need whatever they that are the is, same but, person but I don't think that they are. They are. They're so I don't, similar. I think they have two very different experiences. I think the only difference between Trump and Kanye, obviously, other than race, is the fact that Trump has this deep black hole. So, you, so just every week we have on some Trump whisper, whether right. it's Tara Dowdell, who was on The Apprentice, or Tim O'Brien, who wrote an auto, a biography of Trump in which he was sued because he's, he talked about Trump's real net worth, which yeah. was lower than he said, or Tony Schwartz, who really wrote The Art of the Deal with very little input from Donald Trump. They all have the same story, which is that Donald Trump is a black hole of need. He's needy. His parents never filled that hole with love. So he's constantly chasing adulation and love from the public. And he needs attention and love. But Donald Trump is the same person. Donald Trump along the way, though, however, um, you know, in in a racist uh, 
you know, practice in real estate kept black people out no, of the house. Like he, like Kanye has never done that, anything no. and to I think hurt other people. That's true. And I think the difference between Trump and Kanye, they're both narcissists. They both have this deep black hole of need. But the difference between the two of them is Trump filled that black hole with cruelty. Cruelty to other people gives him is the only thing that gives him satisfaction. And Kanye, Kanye doesn't have that. Kanye doesn't have that. Kanye no. is really about love. Yeah, and, and about peace. They both are. But the reality no. is that Trump. No, 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 no. no, no Donald no, wait, Trump is on. not about Trump love. Trump needs love. No, but and he can't get a, it. But he's not. So he but fills Con- it with cruelty. But Kanye is Kanye about doesn't. putting out love into and the world. And I think that the difference between Con- the only difference besides race is that Trump filled his black hole with cruelty, cruelty to others, mocking people chanting lock and that's up, not kanye gives him fills him that's not true of kanye that's not true of kanye, kanye so they can't be the that. same person listen <clears throat> what however you but feel he still about loves trump whether, whether he loves him or not you have to it, it is to me we it, we don't know we can't prove that because based on kanye and his mental health issues i think you have to take Every, you have to look at why he celebrates Trump the way that he does. Because he's the same person other than the cruelty. He is not the he's same Trump person. He's Trump without the cruelty. They are not the same And without person. the inherited they wealth the that same, they skewed from the, the government. Not the same person at all. Not at all. But I think I think people are too quick. And the bad wig. Are too quick to dismiss. <laughs> Kanye doesn't have a weave that's Kanye's really, really weird. mental health issues. Which is it's, it's really unfortunate because I think that he is suffering. And I think you have to kind of put him in a box and say, okay... Let me let me say, okay, Kanye's out here saying this and doing that, but he's not mentally well. I think that's true. And I think see, the, the thing about mental illness, I will say, the thing about sort of mania, and I, I sometimes think I need to go and check it because there's a, there's a thing where you're depressed and then you're manic, yeah. right? And yeah. I have that, right? Like I'll be manic and like productive and incredibly creative and I can write a whole novel. Yeah, but you're not bipolar. And then I'll have a thing where I'm like really depressed. Yeah, but you don't go through like tremendous mood swings. Right. But you know. the reality is I, I can totally relate to people who do because I understand that feeling of going from feeling incredibly euphoric and productive to feeling right. incredibly dark. And I can get that. You know, I mean, the Anthony Bourdain thing has been really like staying with me. I can't sort of let it go because yeah. I th- I, I've been watching the the final episodes of his show and I kind of relate to him in the sense that I get the fact that you can get to that darkness. I can actually understand that darkness right. and I can actually understand the productivity when you're manic. I get it. But I think with Kanye added on to that manic depression where he's either dark or really incredibly High creative. And, and yeah. when he's creative, he's amazing because some of his music, late registration, some of the early Kanye hip hop tracks are genius. They really are. Yeah. But lately so the I think music he has is both. not good. It's not good because I think he's in a dark place, but I do think that you can, you can both be mentally unwell and also have views that I find abhorrent. But and see, I think he has views I find abhorrent. I think I, he is a Trumpist. I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that you can say someone is mentally unwell and then take and then take their thoughts and their actions seriously. I yeah. really don't. I, I hope you, I'm wrong. I, think I you want have to you to be at, right. I, want I think you, you have to, to be look right. at it through a prism of, okay, he's mentally unwell. Yeah. What does this mean? How, you know, how does this factor into everything? Because they talk about there are moments when he's just off the radar. Right. Where he's quiet. Right. right? And then there's these moments where he's everywhere. Just How like does this affect his kids, I wonder? Because he has little kids. Right. If they're experiencing these vast swings in right. his personality, I actually worry about that too. Well, I don't think there's a situation where the their kid the kids are in danger and hopefully No, I mean but I think they're I think North, their daughter, the old the oldest child is um 
old enough to to see like the differences if that's going on but hopefully the family is being open about it and talking about this is what daddy is dealing with can we throw in the fact these are some beautiful their kids are adorable their kids are gorgeous i love them so cute no but i just listen i'm glad that he's going to be a part of this conversation with Charlemagne because I think I wish we should go to this. Let's get Charlemagne on because We'd I think to. Charlemagne I, is interesting that he's intervening. The last person who tried to intervene with Kanye was Jay-Z. DC, are you with me? Oh yeah, we got the cause. We ain't saying nowhere. DC, Kirk Franklin? are you? Kirk Franklin. What? Kirk, you know I'm bad with names. Kirk Franklin, who I actually met in, in Miami when I was I love down him. there. Um, at Bishop Victor T. Curry, my pastor's church, um, you know, when he was um, doing his radio show. So Kirk Franklin did an intervention with Kanye. He did a whole interview with him. And Kirk did the same thing, where he went and did a spiritual intervention with Kanye. Mm. And they had a really long, extended talk that ended up sort of factoring into Kirk Franklin's new music. Mm -hmm. So there have been people who've tried with Kanye before. It'll be interesting to talk to Kirk actually too to see what he got out of that um, and how far he was able to get. Listen, I have. We should get your pastor to talk to to Kanye. Your pastor is powerful. He is very powerful. I like your pastor and anointed. But I have a couple of family members who suffer from bipolar, um, and that's why I'm probably you know more sensitive towards it because I've seen the behavior, Mm -hmm. which and most people. I I don't know if most is right, but many people who suffer um, with bipolar can't function they can't like get their their lives off the ground kanye right. is fortunate in that he probably i suspect i don't know this for a fact but his mother being so involved in his life yeah. early on helped him manage it to the point that he could become successful right and now you know without her what most people would brush off as crazy yeah a lot of people enough people see as genius, as genius yeah so he has opportunity to make more money and support himself and live in a way where he can make choices about his care yeah and having and unfortunately, her around he's, cho- he's choosing not Trump. to take the medication he's choosing Trump. not choosing to take the medication that he needs and possibly the therapy that he needs he's probably you know, putting his middle finger out and let somebody clean his, <laughs> cleanse his spirit and doing that nonsense. Don't do that. Don't do that. But you know I what I'm saying? He's I, probably trying more alternative things yeah. when he, he may need something he else. He may need therapy. Be, yeah. Yeah. He may need therapy. I think so. Do well, we, okay. We can't get out of here without talking about Kavanaugh. Hunting. Because Friday, by the time this airs on Friday morning, it'll be the day of the vote, right? And I have... This zero confidence that that the supposedly on the fence Republican senators will vote no. I mean, I could be wrong. I'd like to Collins be wrong. and Flake. So the Jeff Flake, aptly named, <laughs> talks a lot. He does a lot of sad tweets. He does a lot of sad statements on the floor of the Senate. He votes almost entirely what Trump wants. So he'll say sad things. He'll say it's terrible. He'll rail against Trump on the floor of the Senate. But he votes with him almost 95% of the time. Hmm. So I expect Jeff Flake to vote for Kavanaugh. Susan Collins hemming and hawing, saying she doesn't like what Trump is saying about Dr. Blasey Ford, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who accused Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault. She talks a good game. I expect her to vote for Kavanaugh. The only Republican, and look, I get it. Partisanship is a real thing. The current Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, has made it his mission for his personal legacy to be that he shifted the court to a permanent right-wing majority. He wants to make a right-wing majority on the court 
as his legacy. He's doing it. He refused to let President Obama see the Supreme Court justice. He refused to even let Merrick Garland get not only done a hearing, they wouldn't even meet with Merrick Garland, the Republicans. Mitch McConnell broke the Senate. Mitch McConnell turned the Senate into a pure partisan power play. Mitch McConnell is much more extreme than Donald Trump. But could the midterms change that? I think what's probably going to happen is if... Kavanaugh gets through by the time you hear this podcast. I think it will energize a lot of women against Republicans. But I think, listen, let's be real. I talk. I have Republican, you know, sources who I talk to a lot who've said that the Kavanaugh thing has energized white women for Republicans because they see their frat boy husband, they see their um, collegiate husband, they see their frat boy son. In Kavanaugh. Boys will be boys. And their attitude is Mm. they're not going to, what what black women deal with, with our sons being constantly villainized and criminalized, they're now seeing that in their sons with Kavanaugh. And to us, the, 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 the threat is that our sons will be killed by police or killed by a person acting in, in lieu of police, like a George Zimmerman. Yeah. What they see is my son having his reputation be smirched. Right. And that's and, why they're out there saying we have to worry about our correct. sons and ignoring the fact that correct. women are out here being sexually abused. They don't care. And, and I harassed. think what you have to remember is that mm-hmm. if you're looking, if you're doing the numbers, yeah. know that most white Americans are Republicans, and that includes white women. Yeah. And and I had a friend who is herself a white college educated woman, collegian. She's a, a an elected <laughs> official in the South. She texted me this morning, um, and this is what, Thursday morning? She texted me, we're going to lose white college educated women who see in Kavanaugh their college educated frat boy son. Mm-hmm. So, or Repu- boys that they dated. Boys they dated. The men that they married. The men they marry. Yeah. And so white college educated women, I think, will swing back to the Republicans. And it's on the Democrats to get out non-white voters and this comes right back to the thing i criticize the democratic party for repeatedly stop chasing white voters Mm -hmm. white voters are mostly republican there's about a third of them who are democrats and they're hardcore and they're not leaving you go get you some more minority voters because minority voters whether they are asian american hispanic or native american native american they are democrats go get them because they're angry they're feeling dispirited they're depressed the white women who are still democrats are depressed and the lbgtq community these are the communities that are saying shit we're really being told that white christian men really can do whatever they want yeah and they can do whatever that they can do whatever they want, yeah. and that you will not stop them because they control the system. That's right. They control the system, and it's it, it's frustrating. But did you see? We spoke about SNL earlier with um, Kanye. Did you see Matt Damon? Matt Damon, Kavanaugh? tour de force. Did he I was mad nail at him it. when he went after President Obama. He was mean to Obama, but he is a genius. And his Have version of Brett him? Kavanaugh, I forgive him for that Brett Kavanaugh thing. That Brett that Kavanaugh, was on amazing. point. And by the way. Can we just say that his whole series, um, what the, 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 um, this, this, the, um, what are the movies that he does? Oh, the Born Identity? Born, the oh, Born. the Born movies are amazing. Oh, aren't they great? Everyone. You like I love Born. Oh, my God. I love action movies. Oh, you do? Every See, I put Born. you in this sci-fi space. Yeah. I got a couple of action movies you need to watch. Oh, I love an action adventure, Oh, honey. I love. What so I, you like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock? Hell yeah. Did you just see um, Jumanji? I, oh, Jumanji was amazing. amazing. Right? Oh, 
Oh, I love that movie. I but love he's got a good one skyscraper movie. out now. Oh, I will see that. I love a good action adventure. Oh, yeah. I love a good zombie. What I don't like is like a romance. Like yeah. I don't like the soft, sappy thing. <laughs> I like the action adventure I with like a lot of a romance. With a lot of guns. I like a rom com. I'll like do a, a romance rom-com. with some comedy. The the holiday ones. There's this one that's called that the holiday? Queen Latifah <gasps> with um LL Cool with J. L- amazing. It's one of my favorite movies. Amazing. No, I, I love watch, it. There are certain movies that I watch every holiday season. That's one. That is one. That is one. I, I love, love in basketball. Gotta watch that. We just had Sanaa Lathan on our show. We well, you know because I wanted to ask her. About I know because you want to. She was lovely. But have you seen Napoli Ever and After yet? I want to see that, and you I haven't have seen it yet. But I will. It. It's on my list. It's so good. When I get time, that's so going good. on the yeah, list. There's so many. But Matt Damon. Love no, Matt Damon was genius. On SNL, it was a game. Did you changer. see The Martian? No. So you have to see Matt Damon. Oh in yes, the Mar- I did. It's yes, amazing. I did. I'm thinking about the TV show, but no, he was my my favorite Martian. That's what I was thinking. No, that movie was amazing. Oh, I loved but it so much. He was great as he's Bre- very Kavanaugh. talented. And here's the reality with the Supreme Court, and for those who are listening who are on that space, mm. the Supreme Court is tainted. I think the Supreme Court is just another Congress. There's, no, it's completely partisan. We know how the five will vote. We know how the four will vote. Mitch McConnell has won. He has succeeded in creating a five-four right-wing court that will last forty years. Yeah. God bless Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Please, my she sister, need, bubble wrap yourself. Listen, they need to put her in a bubble pot, wrap. like an oxygen pod. Oxygen pod. She needs Keep to her be alive. escorted to and from. Yes. She needs only. Fr- she needs to pe- be on like a fruit cleanse yes. every other week. Get like her on the vegan. Di- she vegan needs to be November. on the vegan diet. No yes. meat. No meat. No antibiotics. No antibiotics. No additives. No nope. nothing. No salt. No nope. alcohol. No. Nope. Nope. And bubble wrap. Sleep. And bubble, and bubble wrap, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We love you. Needs to no. There needs to be a doctor on standby. Yes, full medical staff and with not, all the equipment. No necessarily. shade, but necessary. I felt like when President Obama had that chance to fill the Kennedy seat because Kennedy was the swing vote. Yeah, Anthony Kennedy, and he actually Brett Kavanaugh clerked for him, and he it seems weirdly resigned in order to let President Obama, a uh, President Trump take the seat and it which really bothers me mm-hmm. whether it was deal because you know his son um was one of trump's bankers at, at it, maybe not maybe it's just bad mm-hmm. but anywho president obama nominated merrick garland who was a completely inoffensive white gentleman if it was me and see i'm a lot more political when i used to work in politics i would have i was a lot more political and a lot more partisan to be blunt i would have been like here's Sherilyn eiffel say no to her Good mm-hmm. luck. Say no to Sherilyn and Eiffel, yeah. and let the streets tell you the reaction. Yeah. He, he put Merrick Garland. People didn't go in the streets for her until now. Now people are angry about Merrick Garland. Well, the interesting thing about this whole Kavanaugh thing is that you know it has just for a lot of women out there who've suffered from sexual assault over the years in their lives and never said anything. And I know so many women who so, have suffered from sexual assault. So many. It's cool. scary how many women in my circle, in my yeah. personal closest circle, have suffered. Yeah. Either sexual harassment or sexual assault. Or sexual assault. And never said anything about it. Just nope. let it go. Let it go. And the reality is, is that if you are a woman and you are not a victim of sexual harassment or sexual assault, you know someone. You know someone. And the thing that I hate about this whole Kavanaugh thing is because, you know, Dr. Ford, she just seems credible. And I just totally. can't. Like, why would she risk so much ruining her life ruining her life putting her family in hiding people are opera researching her she's been doxxed yes her, she's had to move hate thre- she's been death threats death threats hate and everything threats, everything I, why why would she do that why, why would, would she, she lie? lie jinx i know <laughs> one two three jinx but why would she lie there's no why would anita need a hill of lie she wouldn't let me tell you so i 
I, and I didn't talk about this until recently when somebody tried to book a guest on my TV show. And I was like, and I told the publicist, who's a friend of mine, I said, this man, and it wasn't a sexual thing, but it was still an assault. Yeah. Um, threatened me and put his hand around my neck and put me up against a wall. And I love the fact that I told her that because she was trying to book him through our producer, but I was CC'd on the email and I sent her that note privately. Mm hmm. And I was just like, I try not to be in the same space with him. And I never reported it, mm -hmm. never said anything about it. And I'm mad at myself to this day for not doing that. Mm -hmm. But now it's just, even now I won't say the name, but yeah. it, you would know the name if I said Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And she was like, I'm glad you told me that. She said, and I believe you. Mm -hmm. And that was that. Because the reality is, is that there is no one on the planet more vulnerable than a woman or a girl. Yes. And that we have to walk through life knowing that for a lot of men, we are an opportunity for yes. gratification. It's, and that's it. It's like your property. That's correct. It is like your property. Like I, I, I think I said this on the podcast before. I was walking down the street to work in Harlem, and this man was sitting for some reason in the middle of the, in the, middle of the sidewalk in an office chair with wheels. And he was just, you know, watching women as they walked by. Mm -hmm. And as I, I saw him watch a woman ahead of me as she walked by. And then when I started walking by, he started looking at me. And I said, is this what you're doing all day? Yeah. Just looking at women? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm lucky to be able to do that. I said, you need to find something better to better do to with you. your time. I can still remember moving to New York in the late 1980s and being shocked to be on the subway and having men rub their genitals on yes. you and not being sure if they were really doing it or if you're just being paranoid. Yeah. And you, they're really close to you in the subway and you're like, there is space. Yeah. And having to curse somebody out on the subway yeah. and being afraid that you're just casting aspersions on someone and you're not right because you or run that cussed out on the street because you don't respond to somebody says hey smile yes and if you don't smile back and then being followed and cussed out this and is what women live every with. day every day men think that we are their property i was at a, a a party that i was doing with the radio show that i was a part of and i was part of the team hosting the the party and there was a gentleman standing next to me and he grabbed my ass and I was so insulted. I was so like angry by right. it. And you know, I, I argued with him and then I just walked off and I talked about it on the radio and he ended up calling into the show that I was a part of to apologize. But he, mm -hmm. you know what he said? I just got caught up in the moment. And I'm like, how does my ass become you a be, part of you? Your moment. But it's like, <laughs> men, there's so many men that think that women are that women are here for their pleasure. For their pleasure and for what their, you wear. If you're at, correct, it, it's just for them to just look at you as you walk down the street. That what you put on that morning is for, for them. Yes. And it's not. It's, it's not. because you feel good. Yes. And the fact that you have to respond to a hey baby. And I never experienced this growing up in Denver, Colorado, mm. where you really drive everywhere. Yeah. So when I got to New York in the late '80s, early '90s, this was a new thing that you're expected to say hello and smile for some stranger I why i ignore and if you don't and i ignored a lot and got cursed at. i remember one time being followed down fifth avenue I'll never forget right by trump tower yeah being saying ignoring some hey baby smile shit and being followed and cussed out it's so humiliating it is you feel like two feet tall right and this is what people feel they have the right to do to you as right. a woman and so what these and the saddest thing to me is the women mm -hmm. who condone 
what it is that Brett Kavanaugh is accused like of. Like this group of Republican women that CNN had who was like, what teenage Why? boy what? hasn't? I was like, my are sons, you all my on two crack? teenage. I have a teenage boy. And I can tell you right now, if my teenage son did that shit, it, he wouldn't have to wait for 911. Yeah. I would call 911. Yeah. We don't allow our sons to behave this way. For her to say what teenage boy has not tried to take a girl's clothes off without Yours. her permission, mine. Or grab my her genitals without her permission. My sons don't grab women by the genitals. My sons don't harass women. Yeah. So the reality is, is that we're supposed to be teaching boys to be better people than this. But you have a lot of women who are condoning the idea that a boy should be able to do what he wants if he's a white frat boy. Yeah. It's and then true. It, if he's an affluent white frat boy, why can't he do what he wants? Women have been brainwashed. I'm telling you, it's the same women who, when Chris Brown beat Rihanna, were like, well, what did what what she, she do? What she do? Are you fucking Can kidding you me right now? And this was like people I like yes. and respect saying, well, she must have it's done so something. Let me tell you, women are a big Honey. part of the problem. And all over the world, and, and I'm going to circle right back to my global citizen thing, <laughs> we talked about the fact that if you educate a girl in a developing country, it is the single most powerful thing you can do to raise the income level of that entire country. I agree. And if you don't, the girl will be the biggest victim on the planet because girls are subjected to the expectations of early marriage, early childbirth. I'm yeah. talking about as young as 12 and 13 years old. Girls are considered property that are yeah. only fit for breeding. And unfortunately, in the developed world, there's a lot of the same attitude toward women and girls. But what's unfortunate is that in a developed world, like the United States, what girls are brainwashed to believe is that their bodies are the most important thing, Correct. that their bodies are supposed to be pleasing to men That's right. in order for them to be successful in life. That's right. And that you have to show it. You have to show push it. Push it out there and offer it up. For them, right. For them. Yes. For you to get anything. Yeah. And that the, the idea is that beauty and and your body being, you know, ripe, this is what you have to offer in exchange for success. That is bullshit. Yeah. Women should be completely equal and we should be allowed to be succeed in our brain. Yeah. And succeed in our ability. And women have to be, we have to start teaching our young girls, not just young girls, but all women. Yes. All women need to understand the power that they have. You have control over your body. That's right. Nobody has the right to force you into having sex, to force you into, you know, to, to grab your body. Yep. They, you own your body and we have to learn to speak up and speak out about it. That's right. You know, and your power. The reality yeah. is, is that I remember going out in Iowa um, ahead of the 2016 election. And the most shocking, I have to say the single most shocking thing that we found was that when we would talk to young, particularly young white women, mm -hmm. they were embarrassed or refused to say that they wanted to have a woman president for the sake of having a woman president. We as black people are like, yeah, we want a black president. Yeah. If he's qualified, hell yeah. But white young women would not say that they wanted a woman president for the sake of a woman. They felt that there had to be some other reason. And you had a lot of young white women who were saying, no, I don't need a woman president. I'm already empowered. And we'd have to say, you know what? You think you are because you're young. Yeah. When you get in that workplace Thank and that you. young man you're in college with is your boss mm -hmm. and gets promoted over you, you're going to find that a different story. And try being black on top of that. And then add being black try around. Try being black on top of that. On top. As a cherry on top. Thank Good you. luck. Good luck. With and your with life. that. With your life. With your life. <laughs> get your life. And so the reality is we have to teach our young women, particularly young women of color, that we have to learn to combine together and learn yeah. to ally together. Because the reality is, as you see with Kavanaugh, there is an alliance yeah. on the other side. 
Yeah. And they're they definitely unashamed but, of it. But women also need to know what to do in those moments, whether it's sexual harassment or sexual assault. If that happens, what do you do? What do you do? What happens in those moments after it happens? Yep. What if you survive it? You know what I mean? If it's what sexual assault, if you survive, then what do you do? Do you yeah. go get a rape kit? Do you go to a lawyer? Do you go to file, file, file a police report? Right. Save your panties. Don't take a shower. You know, like all of those things that a lot of women, because when it happens to you, you just kind of, you don't know what to do. To You're do. lost. And can I shout out to Christine Blasey Ford, who was 15 years old yeah. when this boy, 15. two boys drag a 15 year old girl into a bedroom try to rip her one boy tries to rip her clothes off while the other boy's laughing she's terrified that him putting his hand over her mouth to Ugh. stop her from screaming will kill her she thinks she's gonna die yeah. think about that of being fear of death she managed to survive not only survive but to become a, a college professor yeah. a successful person who could not allow her home to be built without a second exit because she was so afraid of that experience she remained afraid even into her 40s into her 50s she's now in her 50s and she's still scared when i watched her testimony oh. i sat on my couch and nearly cried i did too. I, I was choked up the whole I time i didn't know what to expect but i believed her every word but do you know when i believed her more i I believed every word she every said, word. but it was reinforced by Kavanaugh's testimony. Yes, when his and angry entitlement and anger. Entitlement. Ugh, he was and just. And that's going to be on the Supreme Court. And by the way, out of nine justices, thank you. You will have two, and I mean two out of nine, but also two out of the five conservatives will have been accused of either sexual assault or sexual harassment between Clarence Thomas, mm. who I still believe did sexually harass. I think so, Anita too. A hundred percent, I believe, Anita Hill. Absolutely. So you have a sexual harasser and an attempted sexual assaulter who exposed his genitals, allegedly, to a woman at Yale, which is backed up by her friends. These are two of the men out of nine human beings who get to decide how women get to live what we are allowed to do, whether we can control whether how many children we have, how many whether we're allowed to do, literally decide how many children we have. Yeah. We are not birth canals as women. We are more than that. And the idea that you can create a Supreme Court that doesn't believe that yeah. and that gets to get away with telling us, no ma'am, you will have babies. You will be forced to have kids whether right. you want with them or no not. With no support. With no support, you're going to have them. And that that's going to be the decision made by the Republican Party. I just hope that American women who are not other already captured by the right will, will wake up and realize your rights are ephemeral. Your rights are not permanent. Nothing you have is permanent. I've been to Cuba. It can happen mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Don't think that because we're America that we can never be Cuban or Cuba or Poland or Hungary or Italy, these other countries that are sliding into the abyss. It's just a Supreme Court decision away. Away. Your rights can go poof in the just night. Just like that. So go ahead and be, feel good, um, college-educated white women. Go ahead and vote for your Are they going to mess things son. up again for us, these women? I think college-educated white women are, are tipping, at least according to what I've heard, are tipping back toward the Republicans these because bitches. of Kavanaugh. So the reality is, go ahead and feel secure that race... And class will trump gender, mm. but they only trump it for now. Yeah. Because remember, and I say that I used to say this to my class when I you've been to my class. Yeah. That never forget that the men who created America, the men who built this country, gave their formerly enslaved black male slaves the vote fifty years before they gave it to their own wives and daughters. Mm. 
50 years before they gave it to their own wives and daughters. They gave it to their formerly enslaved men. And they don't care because they see themselves as compliments to men. Correct. They see themselves as on the side. Let me help my man. Behind every great man is a woman. Yes. Yeah. That's real. I mean, it's real. It's an electoral. If you're doing politics right now, you have to. If I was still in the political game, you need women of color to register and vote. You need young people to register and vote, young white men and women, to get it. And I'm not sure that people do. Mm-hmm. How how fragile our democracy is. It's fragile. It's sad. But Kavanaugh, I think, will be approved. And that will Very be likely. That. Highly likely. And then your rights to birth control, to reproductive freedom and choice, your right to live free as a woman are in the hands of Brett Kavanaugh. If you're comfortable with that. Yeah. Okay. If you're not, you better do something. They don't hear you. They don't hear you. Y'all don't hear me. They I'm going to be like, you. church, y'all don't hear me now. Don't I, don't, I wish me. I had a praying mm-hmm. church right now. You need to touch now. your neighbor on that t- one. Turn touch to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> okay, we can't get out of here without talking about The Walking Dead. Oh, Which Coming is back. returning for season eight yes. this Sunday. Yeah, It is the last season for Rick Grimes. I'm not Thank ready you, for that. Jesus. I can't believe. Let him go. Why would you feel that way? Because he makes bad decisions. But he, we listen. How would you fare in the zombie apocalypse? Terrible. He's doing the best that he can after waking up in a coma from a coma. Can I just say, I would have killed Negan. He can't get it. He can't get it done. This dude slashes Negan's throat and then sends him to the infirmary. And what kind of medical ability do you have in an apocalypse apocalypse to to save save somebody somebody who slashed their throat? That's just crazy. So Rick Grimes trying to save Negan. No one should save Negan. Negan needs to die. He needs to die. They should have taken Lucille. Take Lucille and bash his head in. Maggie should have done that. Maggie should have done it. I agree. But okay, so The Walking Dead is coming back. But guess who was on my TV show this week? Who? Pollyanna McIntosh, who plays the lead of the Scavengers, Trash Girl. Trash Lady. Let me tell you, I fell but in love with her. But she let him go, too. Why she let, why she let Negan go? She did. She did. She, but, she, no, you know what? I liked Trash Girl till she did that. No, I, I She like, failed me. No. She failed me when she, she betrayed uh, Rick and his team failed. two times in a row. Failed. But here's what she said she when British. I asked her off camera. Okay. She's British. They're all British. She came in there like, oh, Hollywood. I'm going to post a picture on my of the two of us together on my social Please media. Coming up, so look for that. But I asked her about the helicopter. Yes, and I was like, off camera, I was like, okay, what is up with the helicopter? And yes. she said, you know, because they're sworn to secrecy. I know. So she was but like, they in your hometown, they got to help you like, out. You know what? I said, is the helicopter tied to you, your character? Oh, damn. she said. You got <laughs> there's, the wrong no more, there's no more prosecco. You need this oh, I need this bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's like, what is we wrong are, let with me these tell people? You, Y'all gonna want to be in the room when we go to dinner because we gonna get our drink on here. We gonna get our give drink me, on. Me, Brand, wait, Brandon is literally like, he's why? Like, he's like, my aunties why? are like drunk and dangerous. Our baby nephew Brandon, he I has know. to live with us. And then the poor gentleman on the on on the I wheels know. of he's steel. Just, they're just hostages. We have destroyed in his this life. journey. He has lived a life of true integrity. <laughs> Until this day. His life was fine. Until today. Until today. Forever change. Forever change. Put your middle finger Put out. Put your middle finger <laughs> Go 
show off. So wait, okay, so she said about the helicopter that it could be tied to her character oh. because you keep seeing it when she's around. Right. So, you know, she was, of course, you know, not saying much about anything, but I asked her this. Yeah. I said, so this is Rick's last season. Okay. And I asked her about the mood on the set. I said, but will fans be pleased with how Rick's exit plays out? Yeah. She said, yes. Oh, she said, yes, fans will be happy. Yes. So that to me means he's going to live. Did she end it with, and Bob's your uncle? <laughs> and Bob's your I uncle? I wish she had. I wish she had. That would have been everything. I should have said that to her. But I also asked her if there could be a, a when Rick leaves, could a woman evolve as the leader? Well, yeah, in the, the comic group. books, they do. Yeah. Yeah. So she said, possibly, because she tweeted out or put on her social media, all the women on the show, Michonne, yes. Carol, herself, yes. all these women as if, because the rumor is that Daryl is going to take over. I love Daryl. I love Daryl. Love. I love. I want Carol and Daryl to rule them all. Let me tell you what we need to do as a podcast. Okay. We need to go to the Atlanta area. Where yes. You know, um, Come on, Queen. Norman Reedus, who plays. Love Norman. He has a Lovely bar guy. with one of the creators. Oh. In Atlanta, in the okay. Atlanta area where they shoot. Okay. And Alexandria is a real housing place where uh, well, housing development where people actually live in those okay. houses. We're going. And there's a tour. We're going. We have to. We're go. going. Super Bowl, we're going down we're there. We're anyway. going. So for we're going to go take the tour. We're going. We have to do it. Jackie Reed, we are going. Yeah. Did you? Are you caught up on fear? No, I feel like you let I fear. I am go. caught up. No, no, no. Are no. you? Oh, honey. Listen, I told you, I started liking I fear more it. than regular Walking Dead. I am. Did a you like the season finale? Loved it. And I love the fact that they incorporated the the they, they brought the two together yes yes so i love fear the walking dead i hated it first i hated the family i was trying hated to tell the mom, you but I then they killed that mama off thank you jesus she did and now i love the show the only person left is the daughter just the daughter who i'm not a fan of but i can live with her as long as she's she should have killed that girl charlie no but she right and the and the in the son should have been the one who lived the druggy son was my favorite i don't know why you liked him i liked him because he, he was, was the so, only one he, he had was sense he was so kanye good sense. he was kanye he had good sense if i trump, liked him if he had nope. met trump he would nope. be a trump supporter nope. Nope. nope nick would be have been a trump supporter nope. nick yes, was my favorite character he was the only one with any goddamn sense mm -mm. so we're happy that the mom is gone the mom she is was gone. annoying so she now, killed the whole native american tribe she did not she annihilated an entire Entire Native American tribe because not. of her stupidity. Still, trying to get I need alive. my daughter. Your daughter's <laughs> fine. Your daughter's fine. Well, Fear the Walking Dead ended its fourth season. It was really good. And Morgan is in it. Morgan. Which is, I love Morgan. Morgan. Was amazing. Love him. He's and my favorite way, character. And the way that it ended is that they're gonna set up this new compound. Yes. Um, in a factory, yes. which I'm not happy about because it's not safe. I don't know. It's safe for them to set it up, but what they're doing is rolling out to go find people that need help to bring, bring them, them in. That's Never the do problem. that. Bad problem. Don't That's bring anybody in. But I think Trust for no Rick's one. last season, mm -hmm. I need to see Morgan as a part of The Walking Dead. I agree. And it doesn't seem like they're heading that way. Right. Because he was the first person that Rick met. He was. When he, he came was out the, of the in coma. the original story. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that needs to be a part of the finale. I agree. In some kind of way. I agree. And I want the king back. I love the king. And I felt that he was so bad that he was demoralized Ezekiel. And we need him to come back. When I they killed, they should have never killed Sheba the Never. Tiger. That tiger that, was well, everything. I, I couldn't even watch it. I had no, to turn I had when to that watch. happened. It's like I when they killed Everybody Hates Chris. Everybody ate Chris. Stop that. That's just cruel. 
I expect more from you, Joy Henry. <laughs> I expect more from you. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's just cruel. It That's happened. something that Trump was saying. It's, <laughs> it's a little bit of Trump in all of us at this oh, point. There is not. <laughs> <laughs> Until you do right by me. No. She gave me the two no. fingers. Okay, no. so so we're looking forward to everybody. So here's the question I'm going to ask you as we're, as we're winding yeah. down. Yeah. Could you survive a zombie apocalypse yourself? Absolutely. We were talking about it before that I think as much as I'm prepared by watching so many zombie shows and I've watched everything. Fodiness. My germaphobic, <laughs> my germaphobic nature would probably not allow me to survive. No. A, I don't have a gun. And I'm good. I would like to have a gun. People think I'm anti-gun because I'm a liberal. But you can find a gun. If shit goes down, you can get to a gun. I'll get a gun. So I want a gun. I need guns to fry. But the second thing is, I'm so grossed out. Like, would I reach in a dumpster and eat an apple core? No. You would have to. But I can't. I would die. You would not die. Would I eat a rat? You know why? Because your maternal instincts would would kick in. I'd feed my kids the apple core, but but I wouldn't eat it. But you would not want, let me tell you where you would live. Because you would not want your kids to have to, to survive this with Without you, so you would do what you but had I'm not to do. No nasty apple you somebody would do bit. I interviewed a black girl who was um, kind of eating out of dumpsters with these other people. They yeah. were mostly white, but they did this whole thing where they would go to outside of grocery stores and they would get things that they drew it. out. Oh, I could eat that. Like so, if so out of because, I, because I've watched enough documentaries, it's not like things that somebody else ate. No one else ate them. And the reality is, we throw away so much food. I watched a documentary when I was at MSNBC. I um, alone could feed a nation with oh what I throw out. And I live alone. Same here. We waste so much food. Good food, food that's cooked well. We've just cooked for the kids, they don't want it. We throw it out spaghetti and meat sauce, turkey burger, you know, turkey burgers. Yes. Stuff that we could totally feed someone, that I could eat. If it's yeah. unbitten, yeah. they I have eat that it. out there. And it's out there. But listen, in a zombie apocalypse, you won't have that luxury. You no. will have to eat an apple that somebody started eating I already. I couldn't eat that. You would have to. But I couldn't. I would die. You would have to. I think I'd have to just let it go. I'd give it the ghost. But see, the thing that I've learned is to kind of look at everybody with a side eye. Even though I let a man touch my finger and put the, my and spirit put his in his soul mouth. In your in his stomach. I was still looking at him like with hmm, But he my put his to- soul in, in his, your soul. <laughs> in his Your saliva. soul and when his saliva. Not my soul, my spirit. Your spirit. You my Spirit. Your spirit went in his stomach. I think you he gonna shit. poop your spirit out. <laughs> it, no, it's staying for ninety days. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a cleanse or something. The Jackie cleanse. <laughs> it's staying. <laughs> don't make me start laughing again. <laughs> no, but listen, I think that I would do well because I've learned so much. Like what the character that I want them to bring back is Tobias. Yes. Remember the he, student yes. in high school? That was the was man. Like, I don't want to go with y'all because y'all going to get killed. He was like, that's a zombie. He was like, recognize. Yeah. Love Tobias. Why didn't they ever bring him back? I don't know. He was the smartest one in the entire show. I would love to see Tobias resurface. I agree. Tobias could have a spinoff. He could have a spinoff because yeah. the reality is when the, when it all happened, Tobias realized, oh, something, something Early. just ain't right. Early. Just like the song says, something, 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 something just ain't right. Right. Shout out he to knew, like he, he sweat. Sweat. Hey, he and the rest hey, of them listened to him. They didn't listen to him. No, they didn't. And he knew what was up. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He so was, yes, you have to have a spirit of Tobias. You have to have a gun. You have to have a gun. You have to have a gun to survive. You need guns and you ammo. You have to have a gun, a knife, a knife. You need a sword, clean water, clean water, and you just need to kind of figure out how to survive and you need calm. And this actually kind of goes back to what happened as a global citizen. The reality is, is that panic kills yeah you have is to stay panic, calm you have to be calm yeah and that calm is your best defense so if the I zombie agree. 
apocalypse happens. Your goal is to be around someone calm and yeah. somebody savvy and someone with guns. I feel like that's me. I feel you like I, could, I don't have guns, but, but you I from can Atlanta, find guns. so you know how they work. I know. Yeah, bottles will do. And when a gun will won't do, do but you break off a champagne bottle, you got a weapon. You stab a zombie with a champagne okay. bottle, and, and a right have, stiletto, hunting is a weapon. It's a weapon. Yeah. And also, you're probably better off without guns because the silent killing of zombies is more effective. Right. Draw more. Thank you. You need a sword. You you can do it. You need a pole like what Morgan has. Morgan you need is my a man. Knife in your in your you know yes harness your belt yes and then you need a, a, a sword stick. because remember that that Michonne yes. survived on her own by herself with just two walkers with their arms cut off and their bottom jaw cut off yeah and a sword and she would cover herself. So in no the, walkers in the gore. Would, would, would detect But that's her. what Nick did. And you hating on my boy Nick. Nick was just. He, he covered himself he with zombie gore. recklessly in a time where we needed everybody to be that's focused my man. and on point. Mm-hmm. I miss Nick. No. Bring mm-hmm. Nick back. Bring, bring back Nick. I'm glad Nick. he's dead. Bring back Charlie Nick. Charlie did a good thing. Oh, Cardi B. Yes, she did. All right. We, so we're gonna we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be fine. I think so. Yeah. I think as long as we're together. Yeah. Because you're the yin to my yang. Yes. And I'm the yang to your yingy dingy dingy. We're gonna be fine. Yes. And as long as we touch each other's mother middle fingers. Touch middle fingers and put it in the drink saliva. some prosecco <laughs> and put, put it, it in, in the saliva. saliva. Mix it with some prosecco. Mix it with some prosecco, that. girl. Yes! Our spirits will be live <laughs> and in living color. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love. All right, y'all. Well, thank you very much. And appreciate you guys joining the podcast this week. If you have any tips for surviving the zombie apocalypse, please please feel free to tweet them Let's to our Read This, this Read That Twitter. Could you make it? Yeah. Could you make it? It's Read This, Read That on Twitter. Leave off the last T for savings. On please Twitter. also follow us on social media, on, me, on Facebook and Instagram, and which Twitter. is Read This, Read That, but spell it right. R-E-I-D. The right way. Like Harry. Right. That's so true. Of course, you can catch my cousin, Joanne, on AM Joy. Say it like Oprah on AM Joy. You get a car and you get a car. No, you don't. We don't have a budget. (laughs) This Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard (laughs) Time till noon. And she's going to be talking all about Kavanaugh this weekend. I think we're going to be live from D.C. So it may be quite dramatic on Saturday. I think we're going to be live from D.C. So stay tuned. You can also catch. It's going to be amazing. I love that. But it's also probably going to be depressing. No. Be prepared. Have Listen, some prosecco and Saint Germain ready. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay uh, just stay steady on the stay course. Stay steady. Stay yep. steady on the course. Stay, and also, you could also, of course, catch my cousin Jackie Reed on the Tom Jordan Morning Show <laughs> every Tuesday and Friday at eight fifteen a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on NBC's New York weekdays at eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're in Boston. And why wouldn't you be in Boston? You can catch Jackie Reed on NBC's The Hub today, weekdays at 12.30 p.m. EST. And that is our show for this week. Make sure you tell your friends friends. and family to download our podcast and subscribe if they haven't already. And get some of this black girl magic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)